1: morning. Do y'all smell that? Yeah? It was me. <laughs> I, I was um, microwaving my breakfast, a frozen English muffin this morning, and um, instead of 40 seconds, I did four minutes. So I apologize. Nothing is on fire. Welcome to worship this morning with Downtown Church. We're so glad that you are here. Let us worship God together.
2: I try, I try, I try, but everybody wants to put me down. and say that I'm crazy. Say I got water in my breath.
1: haven't seen Tony and Marquis before, but this is Tony and Marquis. We're glad they're with us. Please pray with me. God, we are not alone. That's the truth we speak when we gather together to worship you. When we see each other's faces and hear each other's voices, we know that we are not alone. And then your word and scripture, it points us beyond our humanity to you. We praise you, O oh God. We praise you for creating us, for creating beauty, and for never abandoning us. Thank you for being with us today. Amen. Let's stand now and sing together. <laughs>
0: Friends, St. Peter, uh, while speaking to the early church in Acts, tells them to repent, therefore, and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out and so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. I don't know about you, but I feel like I need times of refreshing every day. Let us now take this time to be honest, to be honest with God, to be honest with one another so that God's grace might refresh us to breathe new life into this world. Please join me in the prayer of admission as found in your program. Let us pray. God of interruptions, you created the world through your communion of love, but we prefer to be lonely and selfish, living for ourselves. We damage creation, we hurt one another, We ignore the cries of others. Interrupt our selfish ways with your selfless love. Hear us now as we pray silently. Friends, remember the waters of your baptism. It's by those same waters that we are washed clean, we are refreshed, sent out into the world to show that same saving grace to those who so desperately need it. Friends, we are forgiven, called to forgive. We are loved, called to love one another. Let us live in peace with God and one another. Alleluia. Amen.
1: Lucas got water all the way over here. It's impressive. (laughs) Today is our final sermon in the series on holy interruptions and I hope that your eyes like mine have been open to how interruptions like trains and smells can bring the holy close to us. Next Sunday um, is All Saints Day. It's the day we remember the saints who have gone before us, and so I invite you to bring a friend, especially um, someone you know who is missing or grieving a loved one. Our scripture comes from the gospel according to Matthew, chapter 8. You can follow along with me towards the back of your program. Chapter 8, I'm reading verses 23 through 27. Listen to God's word. When Jesus got into the boat, his disciples followed him, and a windstorm arose on the sea so great that the boat was being swamped by the waves, but Jesus was asleep. So the disciples went, and they woke him up, saying, Lord, save us. We are perishing. And Jesus said to them, why are you afraid? You have little faith. And then Jesus got up and he rebuked the winds and the sea and there was a dead calm. And the disciples were amazed saying, "What sort of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him?" The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. The title of today's sermon is Lord Save us. I'm going to be honest with you. When I was younger, I didn't understand Jesus as my Savior. I'm talking about like high school years into college and I'm a pastor's kid, so I knew about Jesus, right? I had read about Jesus every page there is in the Bible. I knew who Jesus was, but I didn't understand him as my savior. I definitely saw Jesus as a moral leader, my moral leader, as a great prophet, sure, as the king of the promised kingdom, yeah, But Savior, what did I need to be saved from? I had a roof over my head, thank God. I had food on my table, thank God. I had friends and family and my health. I wasn't scared for my well-being. Honestly, I have a great life that doesn't need to be saved from. And I don't know about y'all, but growing up in the South, I was really skeptical of the saving language. You know, when someone comes up to you unexpectedly and asks you, have you been saved yet? I always felt like someone, not God, some human was trying to like pull something over on me. You know, like they actually wanted to do the saving. They weren't pointing me to the Savior who already did it, by the way, some 2,000 years ago. Well, fast forward to today. Savior is the very first thing I would tell you about Jesus. He is the saving force in my life. He is the one I kneel to and pray to He is the one who can protect my life. A few weeks ago, I was driving to get burritos for dinner for my family. I was out going to um, Boca Grande. Y'all know Boca Grande out on Forest Drive. And it was just me in the car. And when I left my house, it was just like pitter pattering rain, you know, light. No big deal. But by the time I got to the Greg Alia intersection where Forest Drive and Beltline meet, well, the storm had picked up so much so that you could barely see like 10 feet in front of you. And I saw through the haze of my windshield, I saw like two cars ahead of me, I saw their red brake lights. And then the car right in front of me slammed on the brakes so I slammed on mine and y'all know Those few moments in time where your physical well-being is being threatened, that gets seared in your memory forever. I remember the few seconds when I slammed on the brakes and I exhaled relief when my car stopped like inches from the bumper ahead of me. And then in those few seconds of time, I remember looking in my rear view view mirror, knowing for sure that if anyone was behind me, I was gonna get hit. It's like textbook driver's ed, you know, you gotta drive to leave enough space to stop. But if every car in front of you is making this last minute stop, inevitably someone's not gonna have enough time, right? And the domino effect is gonna occur. Well, sure enough, that's what happened. The car behind me couldn't stop, the car behind them couldn't stop either. So with force, they pushed me and I pushed the car in front of me and they pushed the car in front of them. It was a five car pileup on Forest Drive in the rain and I was in the middle of it. That was one heck of an interruption to my day. We all pulled off of Forest Drive onto a a side street and what happened next was actually really beautiful. Everybody got out of their car in the pouring down rain, soaking wet and knocked on every single window, making sure everyone was okay. And thank God, everyone was. And then we called the police officers who came and helped us with the tow trucks and the insurance cards. And hours later, when I finally left that accident scene, I remember Praying to God with so much gratitude that I just made it through. Relief and gratitude that I made it through. And I was nervous. I was nervous of every single car around me, even when the rain had stopped. Aware, a little more aware of how dangerous this life we live is. How fragile our life is. This interruption of the storm and this car accident, it 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 pointed me to a truth that I know and yet I need to be reminded like daily, maybe hourly. I cannot protect myself from danger, not fully. I can be smart, yes, I can follow the law, yes, I can wear my seatbelt, yes, I can have car insurance, yes, but I cannot prevent a storm, nor can I control the cars out around me. And it's a humbling truth for many reasons, but in particular because it points me to our common Savior. For when you and I follow Jesus into that boat, we are signing up for a lifetime of praying those words, Lord, save us. We meet the disciples as they're loading onto a boat to travel to the other side of the sea and the verses before what we read together, they detail what Jesus has been up to and is exhausting. what he's been up to. He's been healing the leper and the unworthy centurion and Peter's mother-in-law and all of her best friends at Peter's house. And they are tired. They're all tired. And so Jesus, as soon as he finds that boat, he goes on to sleep. But someone had to steer the boat. And when the storm hits, everyone but Jesus wakes up and starts hauling water out of the boat. They use all of their human power, all of their strategy, all of their emergency supplies. And ultimately they realize that there is one who can save them. Lord, they scream, save us. And these disciples, their testimony to what we know to be true, following Jesus is not always easy. They'd been with Jesus all day. They'd been carrying sick people to and from him And they probably hadn't had any sleep. I doubt they had a good cup of coffee. And and so we can imagine how tired and how frustrated they are when they yell out these words, Lord, save us. And Jesus does, right? He gets up like it's no big deal. The interruption of the storm, it is everything to the disciples. But for Jesus, it's just a Tuesday. And he gets up and he does his thing. And then He reminds them to have faith, and then presumably he goes right back to sleep. If I could talk back to Jesus right now, and I want to, when I'm reading scripture, I would say the thing is Jesus, the thing is they have faith. The very words they just shouted out show us that they have faith. Lord, save us. Does anything else matter? I guess, I guess Jesus' disappointment is that even though they say those words, it becomes clear to him that they don't actually believe he could save them. Faith. Faith is many things. Faith is something that we believe. It's it's what we sing and what we pray. It's what we exhale in moments of crisis or the relief thereafter. Faith is something we believe, something only Jesus can tell if we actually hold on to. And these two expressions, they're not the only expressions of faith, but these two, our words and our belief, they are a whole lot harder than any evangelist lets on. Lord, save me is acknowledging that no one and nothing else can. There are things we can do, action out of our belief. That's another expression of faith. There are things we can do. God gave us agency, right? But ultimately, the saving belongs to God. And ultimately, saving isn't always about saving our physical health. God cares about that a great deal, but ultimately, it's about being grounded in the peace that Jesus is with us. No matter what that's what Jesus is teaching us in the scripture today as he's sleeping in the boat storms exist they interrupt that is part of living calling on Jesus trusting his presence with us that is the work that we must do sometimes I pray that we don't need the church And I know that sounds odd, right? Coming from a preacher. Let me unpack it for you. Sometimes I pray that the storms of cancer and car crashes and infidelity and addiction, I pray that all of those storms go away. Wouldn't that be nice? I'm basically a disciple praying that the sea would just remain calm and the storm would never show. I'm praying when I start my car that I'm gonna make it from one destination to the other without an interruption that might threaten my well being. I'm praying for protection for myself and for the people I love to be spared from life's suffering. And so, in essence, I am praying a way. The need for a church. For the church's purpose is to point people to Jesus who can save us. And if we don't experience suffering, if, if we don't see the storms that come, we might fool ourselves into believing we don't need a Savior. It's a myth that we get caught up in sometimes, especially when life is treating us pretty well. When, When we are at the steering wheel of the boat and it is blue skies for days, Jesus can sleep on, we got this. Maybe you, like me, have found yourself praying these kinds of preventative prayers. Lord, protect us so that we don't experience pain. Lord, protect us so that our lives are whole and healthy and happy. Lord, protect us from the storm, from all danger. We can pray those prayers, y'all, and I still do every day. And yet I know that even when the storm comes, because it will, even when the storm comes and my prayer shifts from Lord, protect us to Lord, save us, Jesus has been there the whole time. Suffering exists, I don't know why, it just does. Storms interrupt. Following Jesus is about how you and I respond to that interruption. And not just when the storm affects us when it comes into our home, but when it affects our neighbor or the car that we just crashed into on Forest Drive too. I don't know why you go to church. There are many reasons. But for me, it's because we need each other to remind us how to respond. We need each other to proclaim, sometimes for us, Lord, save us. Because sometimes it just doesn't make sense for our life circumstance. Sometimes those words feel real inauthentic coming out of our mouth. But for the person beside us, y'all, it could be the very reason they are out of bed. We need each other, not because we can save one another, because we point to the one who does save us. Have y'all ever had somebody pray for you? Just you, and not in some creepy unwanted way, which I have certainly had, but in a gentle, can I pray with you? And if you were to say no, like they would we'd stop, they wouldn't pray. Have you prayed with someone who you trust not to go rogue and start praying all sorts of things that you don't believe in while your eyes are shut and you've got no control? Have you prayed with someone that you trusted to be vulnerable with, who could, who could sit in that pain with you? It happened to me when I was in seminary. Cheryl Haynes, I'll never forget. She took my hands and she asked me ever so gently, can I pray with you? We were halfway through our lunch. It was my senior year and I was feeling this call to move across the country and she could tell y'all by looking in my eyes, she could tell that I was scared. So she asked me, can I pray with you? And she took my hands and before our eyes were closed, y'all tears were just running down my face. She was showing me the way to follow Jesus the way of humility that brings us on our knees and leans us to a common savior. She was saying out loud the words that I so desperately needed to hear, Jesus, save me. Y'all, the storm isn't in the disciples way, it is the way. Confronting the storm with faith is the way. Surrendering to Jesus in it is the way. That is the story. That is our story. The way. Save me, Jesus. Lord, save us. Amen.
0: Friends, welcome back from that interruption of coffee and conversation, and welcome to this table. This table is not mine, it's not downtown churches. it's not the Presbyterian churches. it is Jesus. It is his table, the one who we cry out, save us, God. So whether you're unsure about your faith today or you feel like you've got a rock-solid understanding of the gospel, if you do, come talk to me because I need that, but (laughs) wherever you are on the spectrum, come to this table. Know that God will feed you that God will welcome you, God will affirm you in all of our messiness. So friends, come. Before we go into the great prayer of Thanksgiving, a few logistics for communion today. Uh, We're doing a little bit differently, as we always do at downtown church, and there's a lovely diagram in the back of your program. Um, You have to orient it with the stage. Uh, But we will have wine, we also have grape juice. Um, All the bread is gluten-free. And then if you also uh, feel more comfortable with the individual packets, They are over there on that black table. Uh, But there are multiple uh, options for wine and grape juice throughout the sanctuary where elders will be serving and and myself, will be serving at the front. If you get lost, just refer to the map. Um, (laughs) A little chaos never hurt nobody. Friends, please join me in the great prayer of Thanksgiving. The Lord be with you and also with you. Lift up your hearts. Lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord, our God. It's right to give our thanks and praise. God, it is right to thank you, our Savior. We thank you for taking on flesh, for being born as an infant, a vulnerable child, for walking among us, for teaching us, for guiding us, and for saving us. God, you forgave us when we don't deserve it. You save us when we cry out to you in the storms of our life. Lord Jesus, we praise you, joining our voices with the choirs of angels and with all the faithful of every time and place, who forever sing to the glory of your name.
3: God of power and might, heaven, heaven and, and earth are full of joy.
0: the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, on the night that Jesus would be arrested, he gathered his friends, his ragtag group of disciples together, and they had a dinner. And he he blessed the bread, he gave thanks for it, and then he stood up and he broke it. And he handed it to them, and he said, friends, this, this bread is my body. And it's broken for all of you. Whenever you eat this bread, remember me.
1: In the same way, Jesus took the cup. And after giving thanks, he poured it out. And he said to them, this cup is the cup of salvation. It's my blood poured out for each of you. Take, drink, don't forget. Scripture says, as often as we eat this bread and drink from this cup, we proclaim Christ's saving grace until he comes again. And y'all, he is coming again. Thanks be to God.
0: God, thank you for this bread and this wine or juice. God, thank you more for what it represents, your saving grace, your living spirit that dwells within us to go out into your world and do your work, to do your good work, to be your hands, your feet, your listening ear, your seeing eyes, and your prophetic mouth. God, let this bread and wine and juice fill us up to go and be your disciples, to walk through the storms of this life, knowing that only you can ultimately save us, but we are also called to try and save one another. It's your name that we pray, amen.
1: Save us, Jesus, Lord, save us. So as we go from this time of worship together, may the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the interruption of that Holy Spirit, may it be with you and with all those you love and with all those nobody loves. Go in God's peace, amen.
0: If you feel compelled to support the church financially, you can give a secure gift online at downtownchurch.me forward slash give.